Hey guys, it's Mio here, your host for Hot Issue, What's for Lunch? Hot Issue is a show under Act Now Community Mobile App where we dive deep into community issues happening around us with our invited guests representing their respective professions. Now, for today, what are we having for lunch? Let's find out. Alright, hello, hello. A very good afternoon to everyone out there right here. This is another video once again from Act Now, of course, and we are on the hot issue hashtag what's for lunch. Now, guys, as you can see, we are going to be doing this from home. Well, SOP deems that it's necessary, of course, for the safety of the many others out there as well. I hope you guys uh, understand and apologies for the um, lack of professionalism in the background that I have right now. A little bit of a uh, of an issue over there but no worries that's not going to stop us with the topics here today okay and at the same time of course just to let everyone know Mior is actually not available at the moment so first and foremost let me introduce myself first my name is Ron and I'm going to be on Act Now today to be speaking on behalf of him of course as well as Act Now on a couple of very interesting topics that we've actually discovered. And for those of you that are here right now, thank you so much for being here today, okay? It is truly an honor to have all of you here. And I hope you guys also enjoy yourselves. Please do not forget to also leave a question in the comment section if you have any questions whatsoever. And we'll try to uh, pinpoint them if they are necessary topics for us to get into, okay? So the first topic that we have over here are indeed um, hotels that are struggling to survive. As we know, the pandemic has hit us very hard. Many industries out there have truly been affected. And at this point of time, the hotel industry does not shy away from being one of the ones that are very heavily affected as well. So for today, we are going to have once again our very special guest to be joining us here, which is none other than Mr. Melvin Lum. So let's all welcome him. Hi, Mr. Melvin. How are hi, you? Hi, hi. Very good hi, afternoon. Ron. Hi, Ron. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here yeah. as well. Um, unfortunately, it's me all is not going to be here. with us today. It's actually great uh, to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it welcome is, on it board. is it a board. pleasure. All right. Thank well, you, thank uh, you so much. Although Act Now is nothing new to me, though. I have actually been with you guys yes. before, but it's also yes. a great thing to have more ventures together, yeah? Yeah, definitely. We look forward okay, to that. Okay, so guys. Now, today we're talking yes, about definitely. tourism industry in Malaysia. Yes, well, that is correct. Hotels that are in deep struggling. Yes, they are in deep struggling. Not only struggling, uh, a lot of hotels has closed. Um, you know that. So I asked you when your last travel or holidays you had uh, in Malaysia. Uh, oh wow, that that has been like forever, honestly, Melvin. It's been forever since I've been on a holiday. It's been forever since I've been into a hotel, and I believe it. It was. It must probably be the same for you as well. Am I right, Melvin? It's been yeah, horrendous. Everyone's hoping for a holiday. I think it was about the last result I went was about something like two years ago. That's yes, yes. I think that was right before the, the pandemic yeah. hit. Yeah, I went to Pulau right Tiong. before the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I, wow, I you guess... actually went to Tiong. I honestly don't even remember. <laughs> well, this was a good trip. In I honestly don't remember. But then, unfortunately... I, I'm glad you at least had a great memory over there. Well, I'm not that 
age yet. I have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, well, my, if my memory serves me well, uh, at this point, many of the hotels over here, as you can see on screen right now, Melvin, I'm sure you, uh, your heart is also in pain to see the condition of our country being yes. um, so heavily affected by the COVID-19 outbreak, especially right now, as you can see, at least 120 hotels in Malaysia have honestly shut due to COVID-19 impact, some momentarily and some even permanently. Am I right? That's right. That's right. So it's a sad case. And um, uh, last couple of days, I actually, we actually read uh, an article that say a, a resort entrepreneur mm -hmm. Vietnam, have no choice mm -hmm. uh, to need to survive and to pay his employees. He has to sell off his goals. Imagine. Yeah, that it's, is actually very unfortunate. Yes. He has no choice but to start off his books. And how are you going to do? Well, of course, yeah, he's not allowed to open. Probably there's no use of the books anymore. But he has to sell mm. something that, that, that other resorts needs it. Books is, is, is the part of the so-called interest. I mean, if you go to the island, besides enjoying the sun, the beach, you like to take the boats around, uh, island hoppings mm -hmm. and all this. I have no choice. That, that is very true. That is very true. I believe when it comes to especially island holidays where hotels are located near to beaches and whatnot, it is yeah. truly a pain because the boats are some are somewhat of an asset to them. It's truly an asset. And yes. due, due to survival reasons, I believe he had no choice but to sell the boats. But honestly, I, I felt that it was it was quite a respectable response towards that because not only was he selling his boats for the survival of his resort, it is also to retain the the employees that he had and to ration the electric supply as well, which is absolutely amazing because he's not only he's not being selfish, he's not doing it for himself. He is yeah. doing it not only for his business, but he's doing it for his employees as well, which truly impressed yeah. me because I believe employees I mean employers could have easily just said, you know what? Sorry, you're not you're not gonna yeah, have a yeah. job anymore in the following month. That's it for us. Yeah, and uh, he actually so far in, in to up to date so far out of sixteen books to cover his expenses. You know, so I think uh, exactly, he's a good, exactly. good, good person. Uh, he cares for his staff. Uh, but definitely, mm -hmm. I mean, Malaysia. I think the the prison industry is 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 I wouldn't say it's it's the date. You know why I'm saying this? Even yes, our landmark done now. You know the five-star hotel, mm -hmm. hotel the KL landmark for a long time officially couldn't be closed by September first. Mm -hmm. I've gotten the news as well, which is truly unfortunate. Yeah. They were one of the pioneers in the hotel industry, and to know and to find out that Hotel Istana is actually going to close out. This, this were times when from from my from my parents way back when when they when they actually knew that. Hotels actually finally came into existence and they were brought out in Malaysia and, and especially yes. KL. Say, and they are they have been around for a long time. I mean, it's much older than you. I mean, it's actually my, my era. I mean, so I probably the same age as your era. For sure, for sure. Yes, yes. So, for sure, for sure. I, I believe, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So, it has to, no choice because the management tried other ways to maintain by, by, um, I mean, selling, I mean, uh, the F&B, you know, having the catering and all these things, but it doesn't work, you know, because they incur yeah. huge operation losses every month, you know. 
Yeah, because so, I believe many, not only the hotel industries, the, the many other industries out there are kind of resorting to other uh, solutions per se, short-term or perhaps possibly long-term solutions with their food deliveries, with the packages that they're offering and whatnot, yeah. uh, take-home food sales, like you said, Melvin, am I right? And yeah, this don't seem to be something that's going to be viable in the long run because a hotel is a hotel and without tenants, it's not going to mean anything. Yes, and a five-star hotel usually about three, four hundred rooms to maintain. Um, mm -hmm. It's not going to work. I mean, uh, food, F&B and all these things. Uh, if you are probably a restaurant or hotel, a restaurant chain to food, but in a hotel, you are in mm -hmm. a hotel, just even to switch on the lights, it will probably be very costly. The kitchen will, will be quite costly to maintain. You don't have the volume of business. And, yes, and, uh, that's for sure. Because I, yeah, and and what do you know? How many hotels has been closed or this business so far? Mm, I do not have the specific number with me to be honest, but I believe Melvin, you are going to tell me, and I believe the num the numbers would be extraordinary. Something that we would have never actually expected during this yeah. period of time. Am I right? What what, what yes. is the answer? Actually? The Malaysia Association of Hotels. Actually, says there's around mm -hmm. at least 120 hotels. These business or temporary or permanently close. 120 hotels. My goodness. You know? My goodness. Those numbers are vast. They expect there will be more by year end. If our economics, uh, our so it's not still closed because of the lockdown, uh, it will be more. Which uh, so called uh, hotels will be suffering. And it's a big industry yeah, in place. The revenue, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, the, the revenue bringing by the hospitality lines is is, is huge. And the uh, and they that also, yeah, they also report the uh, the industry hospitality industry has now lost over eleven point three billion ringgit. No? Yes, in fact, I, I, as you are actually mentioning about it, I actually went through this article as well, that the loss is truly in the billions and specifically, of course, 11.3 billion. And it's actually still ongoing because of the pandemic, which means by the end of the year, we are going to see numbers even bigger than that based on the loss of the hotels in Malaysia itself. It's, and it's absolutely just, it's just heartbreaking to know that uh, some of these really beautiful hotels from four stars, ranging of all stars, regardless of the standards that you're offering, are all literally just going down right now. And yeah. there's nothing much they can do about it. Yeah, if I have been, uh, before, even before lockdown, uh, I've been driving around KL, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, two-star hotels, they already closed, even before the lockdown. Oh, wow. The two-star oh, wow. Uh, that's along like in in Chinatown, uh, in the, somewhere I mean, in the, slightly outside of Kuala Lumpur. Uh, I saw few in Giant Sungai DC. Uh, they actually closed down way before mm. the lockdown. Uh, so it tells you there's no one uh, actually coming in, staying in, just because of, we have the restrictions of interstate travels. Uh, hotels are not able to operate, you know. But I do hope... Uh, literal ghost towns, literal ghost towns. Yeah. But I do hope the yeah. government open up, I mean, 
uh, at the rate that vaccinations are going every day, they claim they have uh, last in July uh, they average about 350,000 a day vaccinated. You know, uh, and the Minister of Health Minister uh, today said that 30 percent of the population has been vaccinated. So I, I guess it's now ready. We should open up our economy now because this is our third month of the lockdown. And I, this is the third lockdown since last year. Uh, it's actually have a great impact on our survival. So we, we have, yeah, the companies have to open up with a very new set of SOP. You know, probably we can start uh, uh, the, the restaurants, you could go up to 50% capacity for those who have vaccinated at least once. If they're not vaccinated, of course, sorry, you are not able to come and, and dine in, but you're vaccinated at least once you are able to dine in with 50% capacity. You know? Uh, yeah, but I believe it, it is also truly unfortunate in that case because many people out there, I mean, because the, the, the numbers right now in our country are truly, is truly at an alarming rate, I would say. If, even, even if we were to open the market per se, which I believe it doable, of course, with the proper SOPs and proper followings and whatnot. But we do have to take into consideration that people are going to be a little bit insecure exposing themselves out there with the alarming numbers that are ongoing right now. And I think that is also the reason why uh, being, I mean, hospitality industry being one of them that is truly affected is that even though we do not have any foreign tourists that are coming in, and that is a sure thing already because we are trying to avoid as much exposure as possible, we are looking into the fact that no interstate is allowed, no interstate traveling is allowed, and due to the SOPs that are being implemented right now, we are not allowed to travel further away from our area unless yeah. with proper you permission, of course, and that is also not recommended. Yeah, you can't further travel mm -hmm. from the place you stay. But how can we, yeah, cool. we can't prolong this any more further because uh, COVID-19 is here to say that's really recognized. You close for one year, two years, stay, you know. So with the high risk of vaccinations, mm -hmm. uh, we have to also uh, have comfort, I mean, uh, trust the vaccinations also protect us. If we, I mean, the cases, People who have two vaccinations still contact positive, but then it's less severe cases, and probably we need a booster and all these things. Uh, if we can totally lock down. We are actually closing our country, so called to say. You know what happened in China in Europe yeah. history? When in the late Qing dynasty, mm -hmm. uh, they feel very uh, insecure. They want to close the whole China to the outside world. China was in mm -hmm. those days. History was very advanced. People liked the China stuff, you know, the porcelain, whatever. China is great, you know, that's why. But then, when during the Opium War, they feel okay, we should close down the whole country. You know, and that didn't work at all. So we, it, we are. It brought about very detrimental effects, I would say. It was not a very good long term solution, nor short term solution, because it proved to have actually brought more negativity into the country as opposed to like um, so we being can a, a solution that was viable. We are open out with a new SOP. I, I guess strict SOP has to be heard. We still have to wear masks for a long time, the face mask. Uh, I mean, I'm very unfortunate in some country when they open up, they allow full spring. Mm. And you, you yeah. can 
the bar open up, full swing, you don't need to wear masks and all these things. I think mask is mm. is essential part of our life right now when we go out. You know? Yeah. And then you have the and restaurant. I, I think in a, in a way to yes. go for fifty percent capacity. We start we have to start gradually, you know. We can't say okay, open up everything full in the full swing. We still have to have a a, a, a quota, okay. The most maximum fifty percent, and then we monitor monitor the situations. If we improve, we gradually increase. You know? mm. It's got to be a step by step thing, I would say, a step by step thing, and we we can't just go cold turkey immediately because um, that that's not going to help because it's probably going to sh- help like in the short run where businesses were running like we can see clearly right before this current lockdown that we're in right now, businesses were actually operating at a short, I mean, period of time for approximately like two months, and right after the two months when numbers spiked. They realized everything was kind of running at a pace that was not viable to curb with the situation. Unfortunately, am I right? I, they say come to that. The short run is very short because if one contact the number, because we mm-hmm. daily we have numbers, we know how many cases. It doesn't Correct. Take, that is true. That is we true. Have to take fast actions because you have to also mm-hmm. educate the public. Please, we need to open, but we need your cooperation. We need the, the the business owners to also need to cooperate because it's now some business owner when they give them any chances to to press a uh, so-called flexibility, uh, they abuse it. Mm-hmm. The cooperation of the community is truly yeah. very so, essential yeah. in curbing it's the empower, issue. I say empower the the communities to take actions. If we find those uh, small operators that are abusing it. Let them operate. Uh, let them, sorry. Let them com- uh, take out the complaint. Highlight it. You know that's why at now we in those days we actually have a lot of uh, highlights from communities that restaurants or pub in the public they're not practicing SOT. You know, so sometimes we also yeah. have to be blamed. I, I hope government be more lenient, but then we cannot take the government leniency to abuse the leniency until the, a certain extent the numbers goes up again. We have to close down the, the business, you know? So we have to work yes, in. And, well, yes. <laughs> we, are, we are indeed, actually, we were talking about hotels at first, Melvin. I think we are actually going off a little bit off, but yeah, yes, indeed, it is, it is a bit of a relation, yes. Yeah, because the hotel industry, hospitality industry is a big income earner for Malaysia. That is true. That is true. Yeah. It, in the income per capita that it brings in, basically the GDP, I would say, it does improve due to tourism is truly a very big factor in Malaysia. That's one thing for sure. But we don't. We our first step is to have interstate travels, in the so-called interstate tourism first. Don't talk about overseas coming mm-hmm. in. I say it's always a step by step implementations. It's not focusing on the inside, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. by uh, implementing, we allow inter so-called interstate tourism travels with a new set of SOP. You know, that is but true. today's run, our issues, run our topic today is all on tourism, <laughs> on on resorts, yes, hotels. Yes, tourism. let's just focus on. Let's just focus on tourism. We were talking about hotels. Now, guys, well, as we, uh, Melvin was very passionate about it. I believe you were very passionate about it. And I believe that is a very good reason why as well, because of the condition that we're going through right now. And one of, one of the very big industries that are being affected right now is not other than the hotels. Of course, as you can see, many are closing down. Many are selling their things. Many are resorting to many other solutions. So, guys, if you have any ideas on how the situation can be curbed, please feel free to drop in the comment section. We, we would like to hear out what... The people have to say as well. Am I right, Melvin? Yes, that's definitely, definitely. 
We're all here to share. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, guys. Just a quick break from the show. If you have not downloaded Act Now Community Mobile App on your mobile phone, quickly do so because you can report any sort of community issues and we will highlight it to the local councils or relevant authorities. It's all free and super user-friendly to make your reports. Let's improve our beloved neighbourhood together. And now, let's get back to the show. We are going to move on to the second topic right now. Okay, we're going to be moving on to the second topic. In fact, this is going to be talking about illegal resorts endangering marine life. Now, Melvin, do you know anything about such a thing that is actually happening right now in Malaysia? Well, uh, the friend, uh, Ron, right now, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of how I wish it happened, but it couldn't happen because now prisons are affected. There's no one uh, allowed to travel for holidays and this thing. But uh, in records, uh, there are a lot, I mean, uh, by giving any chances, a lot of resorts, islands, uh, villages, actually convert their homes into chalets and homestay. Mm-hmm. And, that, uh, that is right, that is right. Yeah, so it's actually to cater for foreigner or local tourist, tourism. And this actually caused a lot of damages to the islands. Because yeah. they... I, I believe this is also the perfect time to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's now, okay, we have a rest, so-called tourism rest. I, I hope the authorities, we hope, I mean, it will, the so-called interstate travel or tourism will be revived, I believe, it will be very soon. But it probably is a good time to talk to these religious that have converted their homes to palace or homestay. Give them a proper guidelines because most of these resorts, so-called mm-hmm. owners, not a herd, a so-called uh, heard to the fire and safety laws, and they have improper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and actually improper sewage systems. They let go, discharge everything to the sea. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I, I believe they, they they do not know that there are there are proper procedures that needs to be followed in order to ensure not only the safety of the tenants but the safety of the people that are living around the area. Yeah. Because from what I know is that all these illegal resorts they they were done like on a whim because it was a profitable industry. That's number one. And number two, considering the fact that uh, perhaps the properties there are slightly cheaper or below market, that they decide to convert it into a place where people can come in for a holiday and did not consider all the all the kind of uh, effects that were after effects that would come due to that. Like you said, like the sewage system was improper, many issues were caused, and a lot of pollution that is occurring, and hence the reason why endangering the marine life around the area. Am I right, Melvin? That's right. And uh, we have also a report from a yeah. councillor from a Madrid. Mm-hmm. They say that at least 50 official so-called uh, resorts in Pural Pahantian. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 resorts, but there are many more that are unregistered to the board. Yes. Yeah. So only 50 official. Let's just stress on the word official. Yeah. Official means that they have applied for yeah. licensing. They have, the, they have to hurt on uh, the... Uh, fire and safety laws, proper sewage system, and all these things, you know, that uh, would not sure. harm uh, so-called the environments, the gas, and themselves, mm-hmm. you know, the communities of the islands. But we all know it when you when you hit Perhentian Islands, that's not, those are not the only resorts that you see. There are tons. 50 is honestly a, such a minimal number 
from the numbers that I've seen, as you're just driving through, you can see like numerous signboards just saying like, yeah. oh, homestay, oh, chalets for rent, oh, you know, and, and they're all like just random signboards that just pop out, out of nowhere. And, you know, sometimes, you know, locals like us, perhaps we will probably know a little bit better, but we, we sometimes tend to ignore it as well, let alone foreigners who are coming into our country and backpacking and perhaps at a cheaper cost, they might just consider these as options. Yeah. And I saw a, um, a documentary, uh, this is on Pangkok uh, Island, uh, not far mm -hmm. from where uh, uh, is. Um, those, yep. uh, those used to, I mean, houses, I mean, for the residents, they convert, they build extra rooms, and it's cool stays, and they are packed during holidays and um, weekends, and they can actually put in mm -hmm. five persons in a small room. And uh, they convert right. their house to at least these three to four rooms per time. So means that they will have a guest about 20, 30 people at the, on the weekends uh, using the same facilities that the toilet, they have to line up for the toilet and all these things. So probably it's, oh, wow. I mean, uh, it could be fun, but then it could update a lot of diseases if it's not well taken care of, you know? Exactly. So it's like, I would say it's too saturated and yeah. no proper guidelines per se, I would say. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's a normal house along in Panko Island, you know, uh, the uh, village. But then they convert, they, they, mm -hmm. they put four splitted room and they put a bit four <laughs> there, you know, so all, all sharing, whole family or friends uh, there. It was one room that went up, went up per, per house to find. They were they built some three four rooms in a household just to accommodate that. Well, as, as controversial as this is going to sound, these are these are the perfect business people. Am I right? They're looking for every opportunity possible. <laughs> so I mean, they're great entrepreneur. They will say, okay, the room not only we rent out the room, we have three, four meals a day for you. We cook breakfast for you. We cook lunch for you. We have afternoon tea. We have dinner for you. You know, four meals a day. <laughs> so they try to ex ex ring it per head. You know, so they're very enterprising. But uh, I have one guest that actually mm -hmm. video that show around the states of that probably a one one toilet to share with thirty people. Oh, wow. You know? So, without the proper sanitization, I can only imagine what a nightmare it can be to be sharing. I, I honestly find it like sometimes when you're in public toilets and you can't really go because you're not very comfortable with the public toilet, I can't imagine like 30, 40 people sharing one toilet on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah. Yes. And then it has to be important. I mean, you know, Panko Island, Islands, the villages, uh, the mm. houses are still on the island. So you will walk through the lane and all these things, you find piles of rubbish underneath. Mm. You have a very unfavorable site for sure. Yes. So I, I wish the village heads, please. Uh, tourism on the island is part of the income, it's like uh, think, uh, fishing village. Please clean up the environment there because it's more uh, friendlier. Uh, people come here for, uh, as you say, People remember for good things or for bad things, people do remember, you know? So you don't want to bring mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. memories back to you and share with your friends, you know? So, yeah. Uh, as a I, I, 
how Chris makes sure the environments are clean and all these things. So people who spend the money will have a, a pleasant stay, you know? Well, agree or not, I would say, um, based, based on a, a bit of a perspective that I have towards the particular issue, it could partially be because of greed as well, I would say. Like, people are kind of thinking about, oh, I want money to come in, I've got an opportunity right now, and they, they kind of not think of the, the safety of the, of the welfare of the community over there, and hence the reason why all this is actually happening. Like, like coming back from the first topic, we are talking about, once again, short-term gains. And they never actually look at the bigger picture, where if the whole environment is going to be affected in the long run, eventually tourists will take note. And no one's going to want to go there because the place is going to be horrendous. It's, it's going to smell bad. It's, it's not going to be a very beautiful sight anymore. The beaches are going to be disappearing because of that. And they, they just don't get it. They, they just, like short-term games, like I say, it's always yeah. about the short-term games. And unfortunately, people are not looking at it long-term anymore. Yeah. As part of the missions of uh, now, we are, we are very uh, concerned about our environments. You know, there's something that, that, is that is true. And the environment is truly an important issue. Yeah, you know. So I guess today we yeah. have uh, we we didn't go out for holidays, but we I think we know a fair bit what is attacking the tourism right now in Malaysia. <laughs> I think it is because we haven't been on holidays that a lot of us are actually planning for holidays in advance already. So we actually got into this topic also to find out a little bit more on what's happening. Because, I mean, the frequent places that we go to are usually hotels. And one of the places that we want to go to is probably a resort with a beach side. Am I right? And okay. with this that's happening, we came across this news. And I believe it's very important for the community to also know through Act Now as well that this is actually truly affecting us in the background and we're not really seeing the bigger picture over here. And the illegal resorts uh, endangering marine life, this may sound somewhat a bit of a far-fetched topic, I would say, but I can also dare say that this topic has been brought up multiple times already, but unfortunately has been sidelined by the government authorities that are in charge of this particular issue. And we hope that this actually brings this particular topic to light to know that if tourism is truly important as an element for Malaysia per se, especially in the long run, these things have to be taken seriously. These things have to be looked upon as a very important element, as a plus side to what Malaysia has to offer. Right, that's right. So that's so much exactly. about tourism today. Yep, that is correct. So. Guys, those were the two topics that we have from Act Now. Once again, Melvin, thank you so much for being uh, with us here today. Many, uh, you've been plucking my thoughts quite a bit as well. And honestly, when you mentioned Istana Hotel, it did kind of hit a spot a little bit because I believe it had a special place in my parents' heart. Not going to go into details, of course. So uh, thank you so much, Melvin, for, okay. for being with us here today. Okay, I hope, yeah, hope to see you soon. Okay. okay, I hope to see you soon as well. Okay, take care of yourself. All right, Melvin, see you soon. Bye. That's it, guys, for today's episode. Don't forget to watch us live on Facebook at Act Now Trooper English every Monday to Friday at 12 p.m. Or listen to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.